Street Fighters, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here. It's Wednesday night. It's the Basement Show Street Fight. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho comedy show on any station across the nation. And this is how we kicked this thing off nine years ago, talking in the basement about the world and what's going on. And everything has uh, swung in our direction. I think people are waking up and understanding what's happening and more and more people are ready to do the right thing and uh, fight for what's right. And we have a great community of folks that listen each week and connect through various means of social media. And it it really has taken off to be something that is bigger than we ever expected. And we appreciate all y'all that support us uh, as we continue to spread this mess across the U.S. Uh, Right now, we are taking pre-orders on a Street Fight Radio t-shirt. It has a skull on it. It's very cool. If you, saw, if you saw the cover of the metal zine, uh, the, the skull on the anvil, that's available for pre-order all month long until the end of October. Our good buddy and obelisk did that for us. Uh, so head to store.streetfighterradio.com, pick up that shirt, help out the show, raise some money for Food Not Bombs. And uh, also, we are in the middle of Shocktober. That's this month. That's our celebration that's happening on Patreon. Brian is uh, listening to all of the Shock Jock radio that took up so much of the of our time in those early 2000s, in the 90s. And uh, tomorrow, I'm going on there. Yeah, tomorrow, it's me and, me and Chris James, the host. And the guest is the fabulous Brett Payne to talk about a show that only Brett Payne could talk about, Loveline. Yeah. Which is not my favorite show. You've ever. been keeping me updated. I've seen you tweeting about it too, pretty regularly, and uh, it it sounds like hell. It's I mean, all I'm listening to for you know what though. You were last year. You were on the Shocktober show. Lycus wasn't like some big joyful time either. You know, Tom Lycus. I, I don't know. Love. He's better to me than Loveline. But maybe only because he's funnier than Loveline. Loveline, not a funny show at all to me. Not fun. I don't get any giggles out of that show. I guess every now and then I get like a little ha-ha, you know. Uh, good point, sir. But uh, it's such a dark show. Yeah, it just sounds like the worst advice, really. It's very bad advice. Very bad drug stuff. But yeah, you'll hear that. On a show, we'll play some clips of them giving bad drug advice and bad sex advice and uh, just all around being bad, you know? Sounds fun. And uh, uh, so that is that is what's coming up. And then the following week from there is Don Imus with Jesse Farrar. Uh, be me, Chris James, and Jesse Farrar talking about Don Imus, which is going to be a funny episode because Jesse's always funny. And uh, I have some pretty funny uh, Don Imus clips. We're yeah. really going to get a lot of mileage out He's of He's got so much stuff. Yeah. We're going to get... He did a stand-up album. Oh, great. And we're going to get a lot of mileage out of that, I'm sure. But, uh... So, we're recording tonight on the uh, Jobber Debate Night. Uh, vice Presidential Debate. One that... I can't watch. I'm going to watch the next Presidential Debate. Okay. Because Donald Trump is really building to it. You know? This is some build. To this presidential debate now with him being wherever he's at in his mind. You know what I mean? Right. Because whatever's going on there, 
doesn't feel normal to me and he doesn't ever feel normal but this is not the donald trump that we've had for a while i have his latest statement on uh uh queued up if you want to hear what he said today all right it's a so donald trump date yeah you want to let's listen man let's let's oh. see what el trumpo trumpy mcgee as they call him uh small t large r trump you ever see that one? You like that one? Yes, I do. Is that one of your favorites? What's your favorite bad one? The, the dang Cheeto in chief, or uh, is it? Um, I'm trying to think. What are the other I, ones? I don't know if I. You don't have a favorite I don't one. Have a favorite. You don't like Cheeto in chief. It's pretty good. All right, here we go, Brett. Let's hear what I'm. This is the first time I'm hearing this, but I have enough faith. That whatever he says is going to be worth listening to. <laughs> and he does look bad, too. He looks bad. You know? I'll bring him up full screen so Brett can see him. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. And I'm standing in front of- <laughs> He's good. He's a horrible person. I, I, I hate... It's awful. I mean, it's the downfall of everything, but it's just, it's so absurd. It's ridiculous. It's beyond <laughs> anything you could ever believe. It feels like TV. It really feels like a, a Tim and Eric style TV show where it's just taken. It feels like they live, you know, or, or, uh, the other day I was talking about it when he got COVID and everything was going on. You know what it really reminds me of? This is the best I can give you running man. It, we live in the running man universe. I okay. Think. You know, just that's where we live. It's like if the host of the running man TV show was the president of the United States, it's like that world in that movie, that world is gonzo. Uh-huh. It's like way out there. And that is just like where we live now. Normally. I don't think we're going to ever. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. But I don't think we're ever going to kill people on TV again or okay. ever. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say anything with certainty I mean, anymore. I mean, there's plenty of it available. I mean, as like social media clips. But you're, yeah, not on like. NBC's not going right. to air a game show where we kill convicts or like death race sure. or any of that kind of stuff. That's never going to happen. Now. Death Race sounds really cool if it didn't have all the bad stuff tied to it. Sure. Like a Death Race I Voluntary watch. Death Race. Yeah. Like a nice voluntary... And you don't have to die. No. Really. You could just make cars that are like battle bots that you race. I would love that. All right. Let's... Because there's a person in the car. It would be more fun. Mm-hmm. It would be more fun to think about the person in the car. You get some celebrities, you know? Battle bots didn't work. Uh-huh. Because there weren't battle bot celebrities. You can't like so make a connection with a battle bot, you know, because it's a robot. And then the guys that are running the battle bots, it's like So but maybe we could do like a crossover with like the mass singer where there'd be like twelve death racers, and then at the end, like Jenna Elfman would pop out and be one of those the secret racers. See, I just like even the idea that the guys that are the racers become celebs, you know, like star athletes or gals. Yeah. I'm just saying that the people that do the racing, 
uh-huh. right? They end up being their own kind of Got stars, it. like NFL trading stars. cards and shit. Yeah, trading cards. Them. You know that we that's going to happen. All right. Okay. In front of the Oval Near Office at the race, White House, said in the chat, which is always an exciting place to be. I got back <laughs> a day ago from. That's another good line. <laughs> Let me go back a second so you can hear that, Brett. Always an exciting place to be. I'm standing in front of the Oval Office at the White House, which is always an exciting place to be. <laughs> okay. I mean, you own the place. It's true. I got back a day ago from Walter Reed Medical Center. I spent four days there and didn't have to. I could have stayed at the White House, but the doctor <laughs> said, because you're president, let's do it. I said, fine. You tell me what to do, and I'm going to listen. These are great professionals. <laughs> They've done a fantastic job. And by the way, not only at Walter Reed, all over the country, we have the greatest doctors in the world. We have the greatest nurses. <laughs> this is just, to me, this is so absurd. It feels like the president is doing a variety show appearance. Because it's not like stand-up because he's not telling jokes. Although he has told a couple of jokes. Like a couple little zingers but it really just feels like you know from the bottom of my heart people you know what I mean? <laughs> like that kind of thing yeah now a word from the president yeah the greatest first responders law enforcement by the way incredible firefighters <laughs> everybody they're just great we have great people this is a great country but i spent four days there and i went in i wasn't feeling so hot and within a very short period of time they gave me regeneron it's called regeneron <laughs> And other things okay. too, but I think this was the key. But oh. they gave me Regeneron, and it was like unbelievable. I felt <laughs> good immediately. I felt as good. Why is he giving this speech? Why? What is he this? Knows some, he knows somebody. <laughs> what do you? What do you mean? I mean, I understand the Regeneron part. Yeah, but the he whole point some- of this speech, right? What is that? What is still confidence in the American people? Oh, of course. okay. Three days ago, as I do now. So I just want to say we have Regeneron. We have a very similar <laughs> drug from Eli Lilly, and they're coming out, and we're trying to get them on an emergency basis. We've uh, authorized it. I've authorized it. And if you're in the hospital and you're feeling really bad, I think we're going to work it so that you get them and you're going to get them free. Okay. And especially if you're a senior, we're going to get you in there quick. We have hundreds of thousands of doses that are just about ready. Oh. I have emergency use authorization all set, and we got to get it signed now. Oh. And you're going to get better. You're going to get better really fast. Okay. This is things that nobody even thought of a few months ago. Oh. The job that the scientists, <laughs> the labs, everybody has like done it. is incredible. Then in addition to that, you have various other drugs. Oh, did you see the cut? Drugs that I don't know what that cut was lot, for. But these, I view these, and now they call them therapeutic. But to me, it wasn't therapeutic. It just made me better. That's okay? I yeah. Call that that's a cure. I I think that's what therapeutic means. <laughs> I call that a cure. Okay, yeah. Doc. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Seemed like a cure to me. Why did they do a cut? Did you see the cut? No, I'm it not. It fucking went katunk cut. So there's, I want to get. There's these- been a lot of really weird shit with these videos. He was in front of a green screen in one of them. Really, it was getting really yeah. The, by his jacket was like getting really wavy, and it was like cut in. It looked like he had been pasted in and shit. Do you think he's in front of a green screen now? I'm. I don't think. So. I saw this one earlier, and I didn't see any weird artifacts. 
But some of those early ones did. People were pointing it out like, I I don't know what this means, but this definitely is a stitched together video. Why are they doing it? That is what's freaking me out. It's like, there's so little faith. I, I have very little faith in America, right? Like, notoriously very low faith in America, right? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, uh, I was always in a small minority of people that have no faith in America. And now it just feels like everything is like Trump comes out with a thing. They're like, this is a green screen. He's just writing his name. This is like, nobody has faith in anything anymore. It's really fucking weird to live in because it was like, this is what we were warned about by like sci-fi and stuff like that. Like, this is exactly what we were warned about. And nobody knows, nobody even, everybody is just like playing their role. Yeah, I mean, people just want to make it to the next day. I mean, people just are like, well, not consider themselves guilty for any wrongdoing by continuing this shit to have from happening. Yeah, there's. Paper documents in place everyone fucking believes in that make sure that this guy gets to to be in charge of all this shit. This is the guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they don't trust a single fucking thing that happens, you know? Yeah. I'm not just even talking about with Trump, a guy. Like, all these people are people that we shouldn't have any trust in. But Joe Biden could do the same sort of speech, and nobody would trust him either. Yeah. Nobody would trust Kamala Harris. Nobody would trust Mike Pence. There isn't, There are not people that we trust anymore or that even most people trust anymore and it's really it's like jarring if you think about it because like the people that came before us whether it was right or wrong always had like somebody they trusted they always had like ted koppel or like or walter cronkite where they were like hey the guy's probably full of fucking shit or whatever but like also, people trust the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we like, we, who is that? Who is that for us? Yeah, there's no grown ups. You can't. Turns out nobody's a grown up. Yeah. And you like, you can point that out. But I think people still think there's grown ups. I, I think that people that listen to NPR still think there's grown ups. Like dealing with stuff, you know, like where it's like, that's where all that faith. In Nancy Pelosi being a sleigh queen. Yeah. That's where all that faith goes is like, she's a grown up. And it's like a grown up that just got stuck, caught, getting a haircut and taking her mask off. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, she's not a genius. I mean, I think, I mean, when it comes to the election thing, it really isn't a matter of, I, I disagree that nobody believes in these people. They, they aren't there because people believe in them. Some people do. But it's what the, it's the same as it was last time. A third of the people are fucking liberals. A third of the people are conservatives, and a third of people won't vote. Like that's that's going to to be about what we end up with again. I'm guessing that's yeah. what it always is. Um, poll numbers and stuff like that. I don't care about anymore. I, I'm just going to wait until the day of. I don't. I don't think you can forecast it. Right. It's like trying to forecast the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like you can say like this is what I think, this is what it There's sounds like, of- this is how they did, but it's also like mm, not going to know until that day, so we might as well not put that much energy into it. Yeah, and I, and I think um, I mean the the thing about Trump that sucks is that you know people do just like roll their eyes and turn him off, um, and like I, I don't know if he is like he's not he's he's not a strong 
political planner or organizer. He doesn't he doesn't have an idea to like fucking like grasp power and and take over like, you know, Mexico and Canada and shit. But he just has this stupid petty attitude that the election really like it, I don't think he's going to say like I'm a dictator now, but no. he he'll he's just going to go you know what? People are saying I won. Some people are saying I won, so I can't step down because some people say I won. And then it's just yep. like the people like no no everybody just kind of folds their hands in their lap and is like we can't we can't tell him to leave. He said he won't leave, you know. I mean, anybody could do that. Any anybody that is the president at any point could have done that. Obama could have done that. And like who knows what would have happened? But he could have said like I, uh, I, I, some people are saying that, uh, I should be president for another four years and, um, uh, I think I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And like, what would we fucking do? What yeah. would anybody do that would fucking say, no, there- you're fucking not the president. You're not allowed to be the fucking president. But then like, it would just be like, well, I am. So yeah, we're the, uh, that. <laughs> we're, I mean, we were just, we were steeped in this world of authority and we didn't have a chance to see the seams of things. And, uh, I mean, and now it's just like, there's no rules anymore. And, uh, perfect time for a dumbass to just completely roll over everybody, you know, by just right. being a, a baby. Right. And I he, don't think he, he, I don't, I mean, I don't know. They what seem it, like gutless people to me, but you know, I mean, he doesn't feel like a guy that he just doesn't feel like a guy that loses well. To yeah. Me, that's true. If that makes sense. Like, I think that's the thing that's like, he's going to be humiliated. He's going to feel humiliated if he loses. I, and who knows what happens to a guy like that when he is humiliated. I think that's what, and that's what this tantrum is about to me. And I think it's interesting that the reactions of people online could possibly in some way exacerbate his symptoms. Like, I'm yes. wondering if we can stress his, like, I, like, he's getting stressed out. There, when he went to that Washington Nationals game and they, they, they started chanting, lock him up and you saw his face droop and like how annoyed he was by it. Um, I feel like he is. He's overcompensating in a very stupid way. It's now, crazy. Here's the thing. I did realize I made a hundred dollar bet that Trump would, would not be dead in the next five years during the COVID thing. And I never once thought that he would, I didn't think that he would get it or die from it. I still really don't, but I do think that, um, he is really, really swirling down the fucking tubes right now he's like he's circling the bowl he's not the same guy he was in 2016 at all right like he doesn't he he feels demoralized in a way it's just um he doesn't though he looks like he's he looks like he's powering through it like i i I mean i don't know what he thinks in his mind i still think he thinks he's in charge he's just like i can fix he's just like i can fix this i can fix this yeah yeah but i think that like the fact that okay, I tried to fix it with this and that didn't work. Here's the next thing. I think that works in your mind if you're a guy like him. And like, uh, uh, he's still thinking about it. We can bail on Trump here. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, I mean, I I do just, he's just like a monster narcissist asshole using people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously stressed out by this right now. So, uh, I got this story sent to me by you, Brett. Oh, really? And uh, it seems like a very important s- story here oh, for I'm- us. Yeah. And uh, it is going to be 
I don't know. I like uh, I didn't read through the whole thing, but uh, I think we can get through some of this and uh, learn a little bit. And Brett, you read the whole thing? Nope. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read about halfway through. I thought oh, we, well, we could you do know a enough. TV show or something. Yeah, as long as we know enough, you know. Uh, uh, oh, you thought we were going to do it on a TV show? Yeah. That's true. Well, <clears throat> we still can. Yeah. Yeah. I think course. that like the gig, like, I think that we had it set aside a few minutes for like gig life. And I think that with like that civil app and then with this situation, I think that it is going to be an important, it's going to be important to talk to people about what their working situations are like. Right. Especially because like, you know, Instacart is popping off right now. So many, like I said, so many people in cars they can't afford or apartments they can't afford are working Instacart, are working Grubhub and Uber Eats. Like the, so much of working life has switched to these kind of apps and people during this pandemic, the hardest hit people need anything they can get. And they're, they're willing to evict people for money or, you know, this story. Airbnb battered by the pandemic recession announced in May that it would be laying off a quarter of its workforce in a post hailed for its empathy and transparency. I don't know who hailed it. Uh, let me look at who hailed it first. <laughs> Do they have a hyperlink? Yeah. Forbes. Okay. Forbes. So. Oh, I hailed them for only a firing a quarter of the workforce? <laughs> yeah. Well, but they did Their it with office. empathy. They oh. did it with some empathy. And, yeah. you know, that's the real thing they had um lfo come out and do a concert for free yeah we will have to part with teammates that we love and value he outlined a generous severance package departing employees would receive 14 weeks of pay plus an extra week for each year at the company help from the professional recruiters to land new jobs and 12 months of continued health insurance around the time chesky made this announcement another group of people working with airbnb lost their jobs but those weren't called layoffs and weren't accompanied by a compassionate note from the ceo and the workers who handled the day-to-day tasks of bookings cancellations and keeping the peace between guests and hosts got no severance there was no health health insurance plan to be extended these american workers cheap disposal disposable and isolated worked through a company called arise virtual solutions a little known business that has helped some of america's best known businesses shed labor costs you may or may not have heard of arise but chances are you took you know what we can do here now nah, we better not do that what <laughs> i was gonna play the audio because uh, there's audio of, of the this, story of the story uh, yeah by npr though and it's 30 minutes so it would be like playing somebody else's shit yeah yeah we don't need yeah that. you may not have heard of arise but chances are you've talked to an arise agent perhaps when you thought you were talking to a comcast employee about a bill or a disney employee about a reservation arise lines up customer service agents who work from home it then sells this network of agents to blue chip corporations so this is an app it's it's it may not be an app it it seems like a home it seems like a good uh, a, a scam right it's call center solutions right similar to you've talked about it there and uh, Columbus does have a, a a lot of call center people here or call center locations here um but there are some that do that like under one roof they serve many clients Yes. Yeah. So like for every like if Victoria's Secrets or or Zoomies or fucking Hot Topic wants to set up a store credit card, that store credit card will outsource 
uh, all of their customer service to just a generic filling house of people that can check accounts and, and answer basic questions and shit, change passwords and all that stuff. So this is an app that take. this is a business that takes that uh, role and then gets rid of the roof, basically. So you just make and maintain an app. Yes. Instead of a roof. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, there's no there's no business to go to in this one you work at home yeah yes horizon most of its corporate clients consider preserving the secrecy of this secrecy of this arrangement to be vital and arise company manual says the confidentiality of information related to arise and its clients must be maintained forever oh no he said forever wow that's marriage shit. you can't <laughs> even fucking say it on your deathbed brett no. so if you're dying and you look your loved ones in the eyes and say, I work for Arise Business Solutions. <laughs> they can sue your family. They'll take all, you, all your inheritance that you're going to give out. Yes. Well, nobody's getting any from me. Arise, uh, Arise's agents are forbidden from publicly identifying the brand name companies whose customers calls they answer, even commiserating in a private Facebook group, they avoid typing out Airbnb, opting instead for rather flimsy code. The bed and breakfast client, some right? One use Sky b and okay. okay. Those are bad. But I mean, well, I get what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, you know. For if you're just doing a scrape, if you're scraping for the words Airbnb, you won't get that. Arise's workers not only don't work for its clients, they also don't officially work for Arise. Like Uber drivers or TaskRabbit gophers, they're independent contractors. To get gigs, they first absorb substantial expense paying for their own equipment and training and then have fees deducted from every paycheck for the use of Arise's platform. Yeah, that's a new one. So, yeah, most call center work, most sales jobs, you show up to a place, they have a computer sitting there for you and a phone you dial into the system they give you a headset right you put up your little pictures uh dangers danger this is the sarcasm zone you put that little sign up you know at your desk um and you answer calls these motherfuckers won't even let you like run their program they make you they they make you buy the whole setup yeah and this is exactly what happened to me when i did bike assembly for walmart because the job was you don't you are an independent contractor you get paid per bike that you build so if you may it took an hour to make a bike a three dollar bike you got paid three dollars for an hour if you you could make 10 of them it was 30 dollars an hour how many you making how many did you make I'm, i mean i i probably averaged 15 or 16 dollars an hour i mean every 10 minutes i can put a bike together okay that's yeah. impressive that's very fast they're mostly pre-assembled yeah, you just throw the wheels on. You and- got to tighten stuff down and make sure the brakes and all that work and, yeah, fill the air. But so so the scam there was that when you signed up, though, they made you sign on the dotted line that you would accept a park toolkit and a bike stand. And I applied for this job because I already had a full toolkit and a bike stand. And they, they, the first check I got had money deducted from it. And I was like, what is this about? They're like, it's the charge for the stand. And I'm like, I don't want the stand. And they go to hand it to me. I'm like, I don't want the stand. They're like, you have to use our equipment. I'm like, no, I don't. I have the equipment. They're like, well, we, we can't be assured. This is what comes, this is what this is too. We can't be assured that you're, you will be able to offer the same level of quality as all the other agents because we can't verify that you're using equipment that's up to our code. 
Yeah, it says they, it, I did not pay for the shit, but like I and I got the money back. But everybody, there was people there that were making, there were people that were dog shit at it and just wanted to be good at it. And they were like, "Hey, man, how, what do you do? How do you do that?" They're making three bikes an hour, nine dollars an hour, and then they're they're paying two dollars an hour to rent the fucking bike stand. You know, <laughs> like you just shouldn't be allowed. I, I mean, that should be like a basic right thing where like if you do a job that needs tools, the person that's sending you to do the job you have to pay with for with the tools pay right. for the tools you know it's it's kind of like like if if you hire at people. the point where you get the tools you're basically a small business at that time like if you were a person that could do this without the infrastructure of having somebody else then you could actually do it so like when they hire you on especially if they're going to treat you like a fucking independent contractor they should let you use either the tools you have or they should supply tools for free you know they shouldn't be a lot i i mean this whole thing about how these companies are allowed to take money out of your take your money away is just that's the fucking craziest thing you know i mean and it's even i mean it's just gotten so bad i remember doing call center stuff when we would get all kinds of crazy bonuses and they kept chipping away at it until nobody got anything anymore you just got your hourly wage you'd get a bonus each month but there was they weren't giving out tvs anymore i was fucking taking your job over there at teleperformance (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And, and uh and and i would think that I mean, even if you're, they're making money on this. They're doing this because they make money. I can't imagine why mailing somebody a fucking box with a computer and a monitor to your specifications could be any more than a couple hundred dollars, you know? Yeah, I've got that. They could set it up at their fucking house. And uh, yeah, you got the prices? Yeah, after paying about $1,500 for home office equipment. What? (laughs) It's $1,500 to get a job when you don't have the job. This is so dystopian that this is basically like, take your severance from the job you just lost because of COVID and take part of that and buy this home office equipment, a computer, two headsets, and a phone line dedicated to Arise. After paying Arise to run a check on her background, after passing Arise's voice assessment test and signing Arise's non-disclosure form, after paying for and passing Arise's introductory training to which she devoted three days unpaid, after paying for and passing a certification course to provide customer service for Arise client AT&T to which she devoted 44 unpaid days after then being what yeah no yeah so we're uh 47 days in to this unpaid minus fifteen hundred dollars for somebody because someone wants to desperately just have a regular job and a paycheck somebody needs money somebody just really needs to buy food right you know or or pay their fucking rent you know uh she had to get more training yet an additional 10 days for which she was told she would be paid but wasn't and then after getting after finally getting a chance to sign up for hours and do work for which she would be paid except for her time spent waiting for technical support or researching customer issues or huddling with supervisors tammy pendergraft spent three weeks fielding telephone calls from at&t customers after which she received a single paycheck for 96 dollars and 12 cents no yeah no that's we gotta run on that arise it we got that's why you can't say who who arises yeah i mean that's i mean call tech was the same way it it was that's what the place i worked at was called it was like do not 
say call tech ever. You know what I mean? You're not allowed to say this. If you say that, then you got in trouble. You would get fired because the the thing was like I was doing technical support for an internet service provider in the South, Bell yeah. South yeah. telephone service. Not even where I'm from. I didn't have an accent. Uh, uh, you think they would like that if you did? I think they would like to know that you're from Bell South and sure. you're in the same city That's that you're in. You know what I That's mean? True. Which would mean you would have the local accent. Right. You know, That's but true. they, cause they thought you were sitting right in Atlanta. Hey, nice weather here or, or Louisiana. They would, they would, they would tell us to know the weather. They would put the weather of the cities that we had on the front That's page cheap. when you logged in. Yeah. We used to do that. Um, that was. Uh, that's an old customer service thing. I used to Google it all the time when I talked to people. Like, guys, ah, fucking rainstorm down there today, huh? Just, <laughs> I would, yeah. But you didn't have Googling it back then, right? No, we did. We you did. We had a T1 line, but Google wasn't the big thing. It was like Yahoo and stuff. Okay. But like, even at the time, there was a front page when you came in for Caltech. Yeah. And it would, you would like log into it and it would tell you if there were any outages or anything like that. And then it would also tell you the weather of the day or what was, you know, you could click around to what's going on around that part of the country and shit like that. And like, uh, you would just basically act like you were wherever the customer was, you know? Uh, uh, it's peach season, y'all. I mean, there were times where people told me they knew somebody, right? Like it was Bell South was the cable company down there and phone company. And they'd be like, Hey, uh, do you work with, uh, Terry over there at Bell South? And it was like, um, Terry's great. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I've never met him. I usually would say, Oh no, we don't get to talk to them very much. Yeah. You know, I heard about him. He's a legend in the office. <laughs> I should have said, Terry's a fucking party animal, man. Cheating on his wife. You know, <laughs> you hear about Terry cheating on his wife. <laughs> That, I mean, I was that mean-spirited back then. For playing the... Uh, to understand what happened to Pendergraph, a picture of a hanging chain. The first link at the top is a big company with many customers who have questions about their bill or some product or service. This big company contracts with Arise. The second link, Arise contracts with smaller businesses. The third link, these small businesses are often a lone person who incorporated because Arise business model demanded yet another corporate layer so you also have to incorporate in order to do this so yeah you are running a small your small business now you are yeah so you have to incorporate yourself too which didn't that cost money yeah it was like 70 bucks um 70 bucks though on top of 1500 on top of 48 days yeah. off it's oh, yeah. like yeah that's 70 that bucks is still kicking the dick adds up. Adds it's up. always a kick uh uh they contract with an agent such as Prendergraph, who is the fourth and bottom link. So the agent assisting the big company's customers doesn't work for the big company. She is three links removed. So that is, so I guess there's an independent business between the contractors or you just turn in to the contractor, right? You turn into the independent business. It's like an MLM. Yeah, kind of, where you make a little, where you can't really make any money. I There's guess. four links in the chain, and yeah. our, our call, our our. Oh, Brett, it's got all kinds of warning language that you would have only come up, you would have only saw 
to prospective agents, Arise touts that you can be your own boss. Great. And its website says, set your own schedule. No commute, no suit. <laughs> Perfect job. Yeah. I bet it pays millions. Ooh, I, this sounds great. This is, do you, do you have tattoos or piercings right. job? This is just that perfect kind of job where like they just. We need people that sleep all day and then roll out of bed whenever they want and say, let's get to work. <laughs> We need guys that are just sitting here smoking cigarettes and fucking watching the TV. Like, I have the TV on mute. I can't believe you have to get their computer and their phone, too. Smart. Because you know they're buying this for 500 and charging 1500 Oh, they're going to Crazy Kenny's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Custom computer deals. warehouse. Yes. I saw the Crazy Kenny's truck the other day. He's and, still around? Oh, yeah. We, dude, Caltech bought all their computers from Crazy Kenny. And, like, Crazy Kenny, I think, sells mag computers to, still. like, call centers and shit like that. Yeah. Smart. Good He's business. our computer guy, Crazy Kenny. He, uh, uh, he goes off on selling computers. Started out of a place in Reynoldsburg. Brett's hometown, you know, he's a he's yeah. a hometown hero to Brett Payne. One of the, uh, yeah, one of the men that made America. <laughs> one of the men that made Street Fights America, for sure. He's, I'm sure you've been at Crazy Kenny's a few times. Yeah, I know it. It's uh, it's crazy with a K too. Just so yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, if your name's Kenny, you can't spell it C E N N Y. You know, <laughs> you either got to change crazy or Kenny, and that becomes the problem. Uh, Arise targets its pitch to those who might have limited mobility or options. Stay at home mothers, stay at home mothers, caretakers, military spouses, or people with physical disabilities. Some agents do find freedom and a reliable source of income. Arise has produced several videos of business owners praising the platform. The president of Girl City, which according to its blog is Arise's largest business partner, praised the company in a video as a perfect fit. I don't know what Girl City is. Uh, you, I can look that up. Girl right. City. Girl City. And some sounds like some place I'd like to be. Can I tell you uh, what Crazy Kenny did? What? Uh, this is from a post back in 2006 from the Columbus Underground Message Board. Uh, Microsoft, which allows people to report suspicion of piracy to a phone number or email account, received a report about Custom Computer Warehouse in 2005. More than a year later, on May 6, Microsoft sent a secret shopper to one of Crazy Kenny's Custom Computer Warehouse stores. The shopper bought a computer that included infringing versions of Windows XP and Office XP Pro. Schrader said. So he would put the bootleg XP on. He would put the bootleg Windows on there for you. That's crazy. It's crazy. Kenny. That's crazy. It's crazy. As hey, that. imagine a, a computer if you didn't have to pay for that dang operating system. <laughs> Girl City is just a company that does works with Allied, basically. They're like a business that hires independent contractors. Sure. Girl City Virtual Solutions. It's the girl power way to I mean, yeah, rip people off. I mean, work from home solutions are usually a lot of times geared towards that demographic. Like the MLM type thing. Like Mom, freedom. Moms that need money. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, despite, but often people discover that despite the layers of legal paperwork between them, the brand name company and the top can still remain strict control over agents at the bottom. Rigid workplace formulas often govern everything from length of calls to frequency of refunds. Deviate from these standards and an agent can lose her job. Yeah. 
Imagine signing up for a $1,500 computer and having it be like the Uber or Lyft five-star system where you can just be bounced out. This is the same as when they had those people, they were charging people for those leases. Or they, they you could use uh you could use their car to drive for Lyft and Uber and you yeah. had to pay to rent the car to work. Yeah. I imagine the people you're working for in these small businesses are the worst kind of people. Yes. For sure. These are corner cutting in the worst type of way. Yeah. Like what it how how what kind of horrible what kind of horrible why did I say horrible? What kind of horrible person works at a rise? That's like, we're giving people opportunities to run their own corporation. What are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is, uh, uh, let's see, a woman from Douglasville, Georgia, filed a declaration saying her initial rise in training had cost her approximately one week and $99. She then worked with six companies that contracted with Arise. To be eligible for each gig, she paid an upfront training fee, and for each, her training time was unpaid. She approximated the training commitments and fees to Jewelry TV, one week, $50. Sears, 30 days, $200. Walgreens, 30 days, $159. TurboTax, 30 days, $59. Rogers, a Canadian telecom, six weeks, $279. Six weeks? Yeah, AT&T, 90 days, $179. So that's what she paid. So this is probably at this point sounds like it's not providing a service. It's just stealing money from people that want to pay to get a job. Yeah. 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 And people are always going to want to pay to get a job. People, because people, I mean, when I was, when I was working for a living and there was those periods of unemployment, like I had a lot of them because I worked a lot of fucking jobs, man. You are just in a fucking pure panic. You know what I mean? I don't think people get when you're at that level, when you're at the level we're talking about, where you sign up to work jewelry TV for $50 and, and all of these different unpaid time and all these fees and shit like that, where, where you go, where you're willing to go through all that. There's been so many times in my life where I was willing to go through all that. I mean, fuck dude. I didn't have to work at Lexi's. You know what? I didn't have to work. It's the deli that I worked with. I didn't have to work at that fucking camera store. I could. I had a college fucking degree. I could have just gone out and found a fucking. I, I I saw those jobs as buying time until I could figure out what the fuck I was gonna do. Whether it was gonna be this or it was gonna be going back to school and becoming a teacher. Like either way. Those were just jobs that it was like I don't have any fucking money at all. I need money. Whoever fucking hires me, I guess eight sixty an hour. I'll fucking take it. It's better than paying for it. But I could also see myself getting to that point at different times in my life where, if this was an opportunity, I would probably see it as an opportunity and fucking go for yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm agree. I'm agree with you because, like, uh, I'm thinking like uh, jewelry TV. You pay fifty dollars to train, and let's say you, like you you get on the app and you and you get two calls and you make eight dollars or something. You're like, all right, I'm I'm making money, and then it's just like there's jewelry TV calls aren't coming in. You can pay you can pay one hundred seventy nine dollars to Direct TV, and then it becomes this thing where like I'm paying. I feel good about this. I feel like I'm in. I'm paying, I'm spending my money in a way that is the intention is to improve my life, you know, right. is, is to get me a job, to get me more money, to improve my life. And, you know, and maybe a complete advantage of you, like you, you have so much value and they, they are just completely taking advantage of. I mean, once you've trained 
for the call center for all of these companies you are worth a lot of fucking money you're worth a lot of money dude because how much does it cost jewelry tv sears walgreens TurboTax, rogers and at&t to hire a, a fucking customer service agent that knows how to do what they do you, you you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. these people are. At, if this thing got outlawed, these people are really fucking valuable people. And it's sad that like we don't see their value out here because they are. I mean, that much training in that world is just. It's crazy that somebody has that much training because each one is fucking totally different. I never worked in two places like I never worked in, in like two for any different companies at the call center I worked at that was different. That was the same. They're all different. Everything's yeah. different. You know, you do fucking tech support. You could be doing, uh, you know, my my mom actually worked at the same place for Priceline.com where it was basically people calling in to say, can I cancel the flight? And you saying no you can't cancel the flight and then just fucking getting screamed at and they would fucking uh uh they basically and wiped out that whole team at one point and just put and then just ended up getting CompuServe, which those people then couldn't work for because at CompuServe you had to know tech stuff it was like this really weird culture where like if what you do is done they don't just train you on the next thing because i think that makes you worth something and they just fucking yeah. wipe you out and you're nobody you know right. and uh uh Added up, she spent $1,000 for eight months of training unpaid. A woman in Orange County, Florida, reported working 117.5 hours in one two-week period. What? <laughs> that would have entitled her to 35, 37 and a half hours of time and a half overtime if she were an employee. Yeah. But since she was labeled an independent contractor, there was no OT. The same agent had signed with Arise in 2015 to help AT&T customers with questions about bill, rate plans, and, and other matters. Her contract listed 25 performance measure, measures that she had to meet. Oh my God. Here's the metrics. Here's the service level requirements to work for AT&T. Uh, you have to have 30% less than 30% repeat calls. So if somebody calls and then calls back, right? You, that's like doc. So you have to be at 30%. You have to upgrade 90%. You got to upgrade more than 90% of people to upgrade to ATT next. Uh, your average handle time, which is call times, is between 400 and 740 second, seconds. Second. Second, yeah. Caller disconnects. Caller's not present. You have to have uh, less than 5%, which you can't even, like, control that. And that's not something you can even control. And, and you know, so much, uh, uh, it's just so much of, so much of this stuff happens when you're in the call center. It's a matter of like hearing your employees do it, having coachings and trainings. You're on your fucking own. This company has set you up for absolute failure. You're on your fucking own. You're floundering and now you owe them money. Yeah. This is just wild, man. This is like, uh, uh, you can cruel. You got to have less than 1% short calls. You have to, uh, uh, there's 
there's a, a credits and adjustments average per call. You have to do less than two dollars and fifty cents. What? How? <laughs> I don't That's know. Like an ACH fee, basically. Is I what know. that is at AT and T too. We're talking about AT and T. Like this is the situation that people that work in call centers are faced with every single oh, fucking yeah. day. This is what working in a call center is. Like uh uh clarified call disposition rate between 95% and 130%. I don't even know what that is. How do you do that? But people I I don't know. I I guess it's like not clear to I guess What is it again? Maybe it's not adjusting uh, escalating escalating okay. probably because it says call clarify call disposition rate so it's it's uh not how i don't know i yeah. can't tell but that's the other thing the people that are doing it probably don't fucking know either no man. they gave them a p they gave them a 48 page pdf and said read this and sign on the dotted line and you can start taking calls and making money yes yeah and i remember the call time at at, at uh uh Call tech wasn't oppressive, dude. It, it was six minutes, but you were doing technical support with people of all varying different levels of knowledge about what their computers do. Yeah. So like sometimes you're on the phone and you're walking a person that says mash on the mouse button instead of click. Yeah. And fucking is like, uh, uh, can't you just send somebody over here, you know, and trying to get them to reinstall their network drivers. And sometimes it's just changing a password. Yeah. But like, if people wonder why customer service stinks, it's because of things like this. This makes it impossible to give good service. You have to be off a certain amount of time. And what ended up happening with me was like, I hated the call time so much that I applied for a promotion this is the only promotion I've ever applied for in my life, by the way, to the registration unit because they had no call times. And I was just like, fuck it. Because I would get 10 minutes in to a long call and panic. Like, I would just be fucking yeah, in like a cold fucking sweat, you know, and then you're fucking then you're 20 minutes in and a fucking manager standing behind you. Like, what the fuck are you doing 20 minutes into a call? And it's like, fixing it. I'm fixing something. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, here's uh, an agent in Florida testified that he answered calls from customers for Barnes and Noble. Someone hired by Arise would listen to some of the agent's calls and then send him a scorecard with 40 items. Did the agent express genuine interest in helping? If so, he received 3.75 points. If he provided complete information, he received 7.1429 points. If he kept control of the call, he got 2.857143 points <laughs> if he i don't 2.875 what 2.87143 points oh yeah. yeah oh yeah that sounds like a lot i mean this is intentional though this is what yeah. keeps people on their fucking heels i've talked about the metrics at the cable company ad nauseum on the show about how like i never fucking knew how to manipulate those fucking numbers. Those numbers just fucking come. I could do my job 
to my best ability perfectly i'm gonna go in and i'm fucking really gonna do this you know and still fail at those metrics the same way as if i said i'm gonna take every fucking shortcut i can possibly do it rewards those metrics reward taking shortcuts and doing the fucking minimum but they also squeeze people in such a way that it makes them want to break and it makes them feel like they're always on the brink of being fired so they never ask for anything yeah i uh i mean i remember on some of those long calls people just dumping the call like people just i've been here 25 minutes I, this is gonna fuck up my time for the whole day and they would just accidentally hang up on them and deal with it later. i did that i did that a few times if you if you were getting over it like there were times where i was about to get to that six minute spot and i could tell like this dude is just not gonna get it and i'd be like boom i'd hit the phone button yeah and then if they said something i'd be like oh we must have got disconnected or like i bumped the phone button and that's what happens <laughs> when you care more about metrics than customer service I, yeah yeah and again the reason they care more about it is not because like it, the reason they care more about it is not because like uh uh it it makes sense it's because it sets up a fucking culture and that's the that's more of what they're trying to set up it's think, like a squeeze you yeah know i don't what think I mean? I don't, yeah i don't think they're trying to set i think they're just saying we're paying the least amount and we expect the most out of you like they they are just yeah squeezing you yeah there's more uh, of the barnes and nobles thing brett uh, and having worked in a call center, I could tell you on different level, you can even talk about on different levels how fucked up these are. Asked if there was anything else. Yeah. That'll give you two point, two point eight five seven one four three points. So if you ask if there's anything else, that one always every call now center. when I call, when I actually like, I, I haven't done it in so long, but when I call, and I've been through this ordeal with some customer service person, right? And yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a terror on the phone, but I am pretty honest. Yeah. I, I, I'll let somebody know, um, you know, uh, I've been pulling my hair out of my head over this or something, or it's really frustrating to me and I'm, I want this to work. And I will sometimes be that person that's been on the line for 22 minutes with them. I mean, and, that's and, life. And when it happens, I'm going to, I celebrate. I'm like, it's working. The internet's back. Oh my gosh. The numbers are great. It's great. You did it. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. I really appreciate your help today. And then they always ask that question. Is there anything else I can help you with today? I'm like, no, I just like, it's, it's one of those questions that like, it's they, the company requires it, but I would have brought it up. No, I had you on the phone. I would have fucking brought it up. And people hate asking it too. That's the I, I hate it. Asking, I do too. I did too. I it's never the worst wanted. feeling in the world to ask that question. <laughs> no, I you you called in with a problem. I took care of it. <laughs> bye bye. I hated. I got so many points off of quality control things because I didn't want to ask that. There were two things I never wanted to do. I never wanted to ask if there was anything else I can help them with because I know there's going to be something else. There's always fucking something else. Unless it's a courteous person like you, Brett, I'm sure. But like it always felt like it was some there was always going to be. Yeah. That's what 
No, 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 no. And the chat said, I have to ask, is there anything else for my job? And it's horrible when they say yes. <laughs> it is. It's the worst feeling no. in the history of the world. I thought we were, I was preparing this for, for this to be done. We were coming in for a landing. Yeah. It looks like there's some available ab- availability here. That's what they call it when you there's no calls. Right, right. So you just get to sit there for <laughs> back two in. or three minutes. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's just oh, not enough you. there. So, And then they got the manager so flipped out on metrics that they're going around trying to get you to go home early as soon as that happens they're like they're like go to lunch go to lunch go to like they try to send enough people to lunch to get it down to a, a one or two call queue yeah they're fighting against these numbers that they created that is that's call center life is really about numbers that you have to fucking always constantly fucking deal with and it's just a big numbers business it's really a call center is a massive fucking algebra pro- or calculus yes, it problem. Is. It's all predicated on a huge form. It's just a formula. 400 people working for this amount of money that we have X amount of calls that come in. They need to conquer them at this rate, you know? Yeah. We, need, next- we need to have a cafeteria and a gym for them to tell them they get amenities. Yeah. One of the things in here is... uh uh uh, tone and response were courteous, confident, professional, and positive, and that's three point seven five points. But I also don't know how to grade that, like how you can objectively mm. grade something. I like you can. That. I don't know. I don't feel like I could object. Uh, I can. You could set up an objective set of some tone are, response responses were courteous confident people are just different some people are bad at it i know that's I understand. different i say bad at it you gotta be real I, bad also though. so and actually so here's what i would say if i was also sometimes people have off days like there was times when people had like tragedies in their lives and had to keep answering phones. There was times when I had stuff going on where I really was not in it. And I think that like you need to just pull someone off the phones. It's such a taxing job to deal emotionally with other people. Like th- when you are talking to the general public, like you said, and you ask that question, is there anything else? The reason it makes you wince is because once you pick up that line, once you hit, hit the button, what the person on the other side you have no idea what they're going to do I know. and how they're going to treat you, how they will belittle you or how less of you, how, how little they could care about you or what you're doing, you know? No, nope, totally. I, it is like, uh, uh, I posted two weeks ago, uh, you know, I'm really curious to see this. Uh, d- do you think it's better to work in a warehouse or a call center? And almost like a hundred percent of the answers were fucking warehouse. Like, yeah, the, and I bet you the only motherfuckers that said call center have been working in a warehouse for ten years. Well, I would say the, the, the pay is the only thing that makes a difference. Like, if I if I made like when I worked at the call center, I was able to get thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour with bonuses and stuff like that. The the warehouse was you make nine dollars an hour every single fucking day you come in here. So, but the work absolutely. I love stacking boxes. I was very good at stacking boxes and pallets and shipping. I like the challenge of making everything fix. I fit. I like working with the team. The work is way more than way more 
is a way more enjoyable than having the general public. And especially when they're mad at the company, they're not mad at the customer service people. They're mad because the company is running metrics constantly and trying <laughs> to give the least amount of service for the most amount of money. The entire thing is predicated on race to the bottom uh, mathematics and the, in the whole system like is just rotten and we're a part of it and we know what's happening but we hate it and like we lash out at people we know they don't get paid enough we're chiseling away at benefits and job it's it, it the whole thing is just a clusterfuck right and i think part of this also to to take it to a, a another way of thinking is like this is also like a product of of racism in a way and 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 that like these these uh, uh part of like comedy through the 2000s was about your stuff being sent to india your customer service being sent to india and if you called and heard an indian voice you were furious and then you started screaming at the fucking company because it's like hey dell i tried to fucking call you and i can't you know what i mean there was like all of those jokes and just people legit complaining about it so they brought it back over here but they only brought it back over here so they could pay us I mean, they had to figure out a way to pay us nothing, right? If they brought it back over here because they didn't want to fucking they they didn't want to have to actually pay our minimum wages and shit. Yeah, and like you said, um, you know, they're the they're like this happened to my mom who was uh, in a union for telecom workers, and then they they hired people to do less. They 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 have these frontline people that they pay to do stuff like you said, password changes. Hey, I just got married. Can I change the last name on my account? Uh, but like you said in those metrics, they want you to not send it up to the next like line. Someone calls in and says, I have a serious problem with my account. You get in trouble for that. Yeah. Because you were just supposed to change a password and get them off the phone. But yeah. now, But someone called in with a serious thing. That counts against you. Yeah. Absolutely. If a customer with a question about Intuit's TurboTax software had reached out for help in the fall of 2018, the agent who answered might have been Kristen Davenport. The customer seeing Davenport on video chat would not have known she was working from home. She wore a white polo shirt and sat in front of a TurboTax blue screen that she attached to the back of her chair. Nor would the customer have known she was an employee of Intuit. By design, she was far removed, working at the end of a chain that went from Intuit incorporated to mountain view california to arise virtual solutions inc in miramar florida to client virtual solutions llc incorporated in nevada to davenport who lived in las vegas and they're doing all of this to avoid paying people to do the job <laughs> there's four companies that have decided how to to take away more from the hourly wage of a telecom worker yeah the job paid 12 dollars an hour and allowed davenport to stay home with her two kids who took class Classes online. The trainers at Arise had made the job sound fun. They were saying, as long as you're wearing your polo shirt, you can rock out in pajamas if you wanted to. <laughs> I hate this corporate America thing of calling like employees rock stars. I got to show, man, there's a video I want you to show someone sent to us. It's from every uh, the Kroger training video. It's every time the guy gives a high five. Oh. He's like really aggressive, aggressive with him. He's like, give me a high five. Like, you know, this is a cool place to work. We're just high fiving all the time. <laughs> I can look it up. Uh, so 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's pretty wild. I, I got to get in maybe Very. some of these. Uh, this is Philip K. Dick, I think, had some of this stuff. Yeah. We pay to use, like, you pay to use the appliances in your house. You pay to work. You pay to do everything. Yeah. Quarter worried constantly about losing the $9 an hour job which she needed to support her family of four. She kept watch on her metrics and tried never to take so much as an unauthorized bathroom break. One night, sick with food poisoning, she remembers putting collars on hold to throw up. I played, I prayed there were no extra monitors listening that day. Some of the callers were creepy, Quarter said. Want to come do something? She would hear. No. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, yeah, not being a woman. I know. I mean, I'm most got name drops you know oh, oh. i i know i'm kin to john michael montgomery this is what the famous guy said to me that i'm was kin cr- to john michael michael montgomery. Uh, before you tell me that you can't fix my problem you need to remember i'm kin to john michael montgomery yeah and it's like okay <laughs> he doesn't work here <laughs> i uh, had a few flirty ladies oh yeah there was a, some of them that thought it, it was obviously i mean they thought it was funny and they thought they were being like, I, I don't know, something about them excited it for them, like in just like a, a silly way, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I had, I have had that happen more than once. I also had a guy tell me that he was a part of the Irish mafia and that he would have me killed for calling him. Yeah. So this basically goes into the, uh, the mental toll. Of uh, what goes on, which I think we've covered. The uh, chat, the chat said this is making one person in the chat said this is bumming me out. Yeah, it's <laughs> it a is. bummer. But this, I mean, this is how far we slid, and I, I really there. I can't believe there's that many companies. Think of the assholes that are just managing the workers. Yeah, people making nine dollars an hour. What if? What if fucking QuickBooks just paid fifteen dollars an hour? To have customer service people at their fucking place. Yeah. I don't could know why it, they can't possibly do that. be. Why did they have to run through a fucking shell bunch game. of different. Yeah. Shell game here. I got, I got something we can do. What do we got here? What, what, what time? Okay. I got something we can do relatively quickly here. Uh, uh, Brett, we talked about Chuck E. Cheese's. On the show yep. a couple weeks ago. We got to hear a training video. Now, I can't find a Fazoli's training video, and I can't find an All-Star Cafe training video, which is a bummer okay. for both of us. You've had jobs that didn't post their training videos. Unfortunately. But we can we can hear what goes into getting a job at Fazoli's, if you would like. Okay. And, uh, you know. I think I remember this. Lighten the mood up a touch. Uh See, a guy will answer uh, what he had to do. Oh, Mr. Job Applications is the man's name. I can't see. It's all locked up. You don't need to see it. Okay. Please describe your job title and primary duties. Uh, I need you to do that for me before I let him answer. Wait, what is it again? Please describe your job title and primary duties. When I worked at Fazoli's? Yes. Um... I run the drive-thru Ooh. <laughs> and do the breadstick basket sometimes when it's slow. What's that? What, what is, I, I'm going to stop you. I know what running a drive-thru is. Everybody knows. But what is the breadstick basket process? Um, if you dine in, there is this really gross basket. 
Um, that don't. <laughs> yeah, they get the breadsticks get made. You go up and you grab a, a dozen of them, throw them in this basket. That is the same basket that gets used every day. <laughs> It doesn't go in the dish tank or anything. <laughs> no, it's it's it just quicker. Goes, it ju- yeah, it just goes <laughs> on the breadstick basket shelf. <laughs> there isn't there a lining that you change every day. It's just a basket. <laughs> you fill it full of breadsticks, and then you go around to the tables, and you say, oh, would you like more breadsticks? They pump you full of breadsticks at Fazoli's. That's their get-down. That's everybody's get-down, except for Red Robins, who their get-down is unlimited french fries. Yes. Where they only give you seven and then yes. never come back to your table. You get a seven <laughs> fries and they never. That's how. That's the metrics for them. Yeah. Like if we don't show up to, the, if we go to the table one point two five times, we only sell one serving of fries. <laughs> and that's only a half a potato. Yeah, <laughs> I go in there thinking you're gonna just fill up. There's, there, that's dude. just a stupid idea though. I'm gonna get the smallest cheeseburger and then fill up on French fries. <laughs> I'll take a slider, one slider, and uh, limited fries, please. Yeah, but Olive Garden's gimmick is that same as Fazoli's, right? Yes, they give you the the salad and the breadsticks, all you can eat or whatever. Yeah, um, I love breadsticks though. They're great. That is a good trick. They know how much America loves breadsticks. Is yeah, the problem? They're greasy. They're covered in like yellow butter. Like oh, Fazoli's got some sauce. of the best. Yes, Fazoli's got some of the best out there. Um, yes, and uh, also I sometimes I made the garlic butter. I did food prep too. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have any ma- mishaps with the garlic butter. Well, on? one time there was this unfortunate <laughs> occasion. I was, I had the uh, the dust bin, the the kind, the stand up kind that has like you lay it on the floor and it lays flat, and then you oh, sweep it up and you. Those pick are it great. Up. I those want one for my house. Well, unfortunately, there was this like giant bucket <laughs> full of uh, garlic butter, and on the other side of it was the trash can. So I had to try and get that dustbin uh, uh, over the over the butter and into the trash can. And yeah. wouldn't you know it, I I unfortunately <laughs> spilled uh, quite a bit of that that uh, dustbin right into the garlic butter. But what's good for the company, though? Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't want to get any alter. I didn't want to cause any problems, <laughs> so I just didn't tell anybody. Just stirred it right in. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna <laughs> do, dude? Dude, whatever people ate when they ate that garlic butter, or like somebody was like somebody was taking that garlic butter to rub it on there, and it had fucking a clump of hair. <laughs> yeah, and then, yep. yep. <laughs> Also, Fazoli's was the beginning when we talked about stank restrooms. We had a drain that basically was an open up, uh, like just was open to a sewer in hell. Like it smelled and they would yell at us and say we didn't clean it. We didn't do all this stuff. And there was nothing you could do to make it. Any How better. come so many of these fucking restaurants like like Fazoli's? That that's not a small company. They're not small potatoes. They don't want to send people out. I know. <laughs> I know, but what? How come they always build and then don't do good plumbing? Like, what's the deal with that? Why do place? Why should Fazoli's? Have a bad smelling shitter? They no. could. They got all the money in the fucking world to fix the shitters. Yeah. You know, yeah. For some people, I guess don't know Fazoli's. It's uh, their tagline is Italian food, fast. Yeah, which so, is how you like to get your food. Yeah, I haven't been in a while. I, I maybe I should go. 
I, I have a fucking pasta maker at my house that is better than Fazoli's. Like Rao's pasta sauce and my yeah, I don't need it. I don't need Fazoli's. No. Um They're good pizza though. I liked their pizza back in the day. Fazoli's, so here's the thing about it, was a, a place where you could get hired when you were fifteen. Yeah. This was also where I was first introduced to creeper managers too. We had really bad fucking twenty three year old managers that talked too loose with seventeen year old cashiers you know i didn't want my that's exactly why i want my daughter to get a job that's exactly why i didn't want her dealing with that shit i was as a kid very confrontational about that with some of the managers calling them like pedos and stuff like that oh really oh yeah yeah there's this guy kevin i fucking hated his guts and i used to just try to embarrass him any i don't know why i didn't get fired or anything i just would point out that he was i would just point out when he was a creep he was obviously a creep but i like i would just say it when it happened (laughs) (laughs) he can't really do it i mean i guess he could be like i'm gonna make your life hell creepy kevin that's all he could say is i'm creepy kevin and you got away with it then I would have had his ass on TikTok for sure. Oh. <laughs> if it was nowadays. I never had the guts. I was always like I would just be like, hey, you aren't you old ass man? I'm like, you're bald. Like you're balding, or I would say, like, you got a car payment. Like, she doesn't even have a fucking car. Her parents drop her off. <laughs> hey, you know? So what happens. Let's hear what this guy's what a good answer here. Um, I started as a dining room attendant. Uh, basically, just started separate from dining room, cleaning tables, sweeping, yeah, uh, you know, well, handing out the breadsticks, all that good stuff. I moved to. Well, he did do breadsticks. We had. There was a legendary breadstick guy at the Roundsburg one. And I, I mean, I don't know how to handle this. It, he was an immigrant guy that didn't speak English as his first language. His name was Singh. But like everybody in Roundsburg, Ohio knew Singh because he was so friendly with the breadsticks. Like, <laughs> where's he, Singh? He was, he was hand, hey, yes. Hey, where's Singh tonight? Exactly. If the Reynoldsburg Raiders were doing like a football, like a celebration, like fundraiser spaghetti dinner, Singh, they wanted Singh working because he would just hand <laughs> four, five, six, half, whatever many he wanted. He was just fucking going wild. He was just trying to, you know, make everybody happy. Yeah. That's, it Take was, all it, the breadsticks. I don't, I don't pay for them. Did Singh ever get yelled at for giving too many breadsticks? Or it's no, always just like fucking. Who, these are worth less than a penny. They, you know what? They never, com- they never commented on that. They really were like people come here just because you hand them bread. Every time they start to think about the quality of the food, you hand them a breadstick and they forget. <laughs> <laughs> and it's covered. It's like it's liquid butter. It's never. It's the shit is liquid yeah, oh, texture. Yeah. It and it's salt. It's so good. much kosher salt. It's so like they're. they're they are addictive. They just were like, we're going to do one thing and we're going to fucking really knock it out of the park with yes. one thing. I mean, spaghetti is already like a broke ass dinner. Just to have somebody else make your spaghetti for you is like, you can make a lot of money on that. Yeah. I want to see sure. the Fazoli's on the uh, Food That Made America now. Yeah. Mr. Fazoli's. Here's more. Yeah, the cash register, which mostly was literally just used to the cash register and help customers. Yeah. Uh, worked in the drive through Same kind of deal there. Um, this guy's done it all, right? You didn't even get uh, anywhere near him. What did he do? He's done it all. You didn't get anywhere near him. He did the dining room. He did the cash register. He did the cashier. Now he's going into where he went in the kitchen. The only one. Okay. So I was able to run. I did run the line on occasion, but I was never able to run the, to boil the noodles. They had like these huge (laughs) gigantic kettles and you had to be 18 to, to, to do it. 
<laughs> there, those things where they like have that line yeah. are always so fucking weird. Especially because the 18 year old that did it had like vomit on his the front of his shirt <laughs> yeah. because he is like hung over from the night before. Yeah. And, like that's the guy they trusted. And me, I'm literally like, let's cook this pasta to perfection. Like I was excited to actually do. I didn't want to do register. I wanted to make the food. There was only one guy. There was. You were there was only two guys at the whole Chuck E. Cheese that were allowed to put the dough through the thing that rolls it out. Yes. <laughs> two dudes I, were allowed. That yeah. was it. Man. That's how it was there. There was just a couple duties that like no one else got to do. <laughs> it was just two nineteen well, year old dudes who were just like just full timers. That's what it was. Yeah. David was a full timer, so he did all the full time shit and we were all support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were Matt and Jason. They were both full timers. Plating the food, all that kind of stuff. Um, plating? Do you do a lot of plating? And, uh, a little bit of plating. The, getting the getting everything ready for the day. Uh, and then I moved on to be a trainer where I um, would train new employees, uh, help employees with things they didn't know how to Is do. Is trainer a position? Because when I worked at... When I worked at McDonald's, there were not trainers. They, they, what they did is they said, put these pants on and this shirt on. And then they said, uh, go ahead and, uh, watch this movie. And then you watch their little VHS tape. And then you went upstairs and they were like, show this motherfucker how to run the, the hamburgers. Yeah. That's what my training was too. <laughs> there was, uh, like one of those AV carts on wheels that they wheeled a, they wheeled a VCR and a TV into a, an office. I mean, small as a bathroom i mean it was a tiny fucking office watch movies for the first half and then there was no trainer it was just like this person sing's gonna show you how to hand out breadsticks (laughs) (laughs) hey you know so you might not have the best train the funny thing about mcdonald's was their break room was in a basement like a cellar like that's weird it was the worst with that brown tile everywhere it was brown tile everywhere it was like it was like brown like different grades of brown till you got to the drop ceiling with the one like uh, uh fluorescent light that like uh, uh with one table in there and no microwave because you got free food so basically yeah. it was just a table and a chair and i always went outside yeah myers had an abysmal break room when i worked there as a teen as well you should got to have a great break room. That should be another labor movement yeah. thing where it's like, put a fucking foosball table in there. So. No. Well, then try to get you to stay there forever. That's true. Put a free free pop machine. Quality chairs. Light yeah. ball, good lighting. Maybe some quality chair. I like that. Let's hear more. I do or that they were doing wrong. Um, sort of be a supervisor in a way for the ship. Nope. You weren't. What was your favorite part about working there? Brett, what was your favorite part? About working at Fazoli's. It's money. It's going to be the money in the what, end. Was it, it? Maybe it was the money. Uh, you were young, dude. It was probably the most money you ever had in your life. Uh, I, I would guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I did buy a lot of dumb shit. Pay like for getting, like PlayStation 2s and stuff like that or whatever. Oof, that had to feel good, though, at 15. I couldn't get a job when I was 15. I didn't have any money, but the dudes that got jobs when they were 15, I was always like, damn, dude, that's some good, that's, that's, I, can I get a job? You know? And then they would always be like, I'll ask. And then they'd come back and be like, no, they're not hiring any more 15 year olds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I did actually, I do remember, I think I did put down a, uh, I got the first time 
I went like by myself to GameStop or whatever and paid for a uh, pre-order on PlayStation 2. Ooh. I think that was the original one, yeah. Yeah, that was the reason uh, you went to Fazoli's. No, that was no, that was that was what I definitely used my Fazoli's money on. Oh, I, okay. I, I like I'm looking at the time period now, and it is absolutely what I one of the things I got. Um, I always loved the food, man, because we would just make up our own shit. That was the that best was part. Cool. Is that like we would take all the ingredients of like the best ingredients and put them together to make our own subs and sandwiches and pastas and shit. Yeah, like, that that's was way amazing. better. That was actually amazing. Like. At Chucky, e. Ch- at McDonald's, you're not allowed to fuck around with stuff. Like you just, you're not even allowed to make your own burger. You have to have the guy making the burger. So if you've got a good relationship with the guy that made the burgers, but at the one I worked at, the guy that made the burgers robbed me one day. So okay, so I didn't have a good relationship a with him. So I just had him make me a quarter pounder, a double quarter pounder, and then you know I would. Pour a whole basket of fries onto the plate. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> the whole plate would be covered in fries. The tray. The tray. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but at Chuck E. Cheese, we invented. Well, I mean, it's pizza. We didn't invent anything. We made a lot of pizzas. <laughs> I guess the best part about working there was um, they paid me money. Being able to like be flexible with my schedule. Um, I don't believe. I don't believe. Fuck no, man. No, (laughs) never, never. (laughs) I would leave on a Thursday and say, "Why isn't the the fucking schedule for next week up yet?" And creepy (laughs) Kevin would be like, "I swear I'm getting to. I swear I'm getting to." I was like, "I need to know if I work next Tuesday." Creepy Kevin, though, probably you know it was convenient for him. I mean, it's very flexible schedule for Creepy Kevin since he makes his own yeah. schedule and also he makes the schedule. <laughs> he probably just scheduled you when he wasn't working as often as possible. Is probably what ended up happening. He probably hated your guts, dude. Fucking fifteen year old calling calling me a fucking creep. Yeah. Calling me a fucking twenty one year old a creep. I did it in a ballbuster style. Like it was, it was meant to be like fun. <laughs> you did like funny. a shock jock. Yeah, but I, I'm sure that yeah. I guess if I think about it now, it, it was definitely no. <laughs> you don't. It was have, meant to be aggressive. You yeah, because you I can bust balls with you and it's fun, but you also don't seem like a guy that ever had the gene to be like. I'm going to really insult you, but like, it's going to be playful. You know, we're just going to be jabbing back and forth. Like you, the reason I don't like really insult people anymore. The reason I like don't really bust balls is because the only ability I have is to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So I just have just decided not to do it. I feel like you're in sort of the same boat as me. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. There's just this thing where you're like, Oh, I'd love to fucking sit down and bust balls with you. But like, you know, been, I'm, I mean, I'll go over the line. Probably. Yeah, and I will too. That's the way it fucking goes. That, yeah, like that's why I don't. I don't have the conscience to do that. To like, I can't do that to people. It would make me feel bad. Yeah, you know. But that's what makes shock jocks shock jocks. They don't give a fucking shit. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I think it's still, yeah, it can be fun, but uh, it's definitely not a workplace type uh, thing. No, no. And creepy is just not the, like, (laughs) calling a guy creepy. Maybe back then, calling a guy creepy was a whole different thing. (laughs) Like, things were 
a little looser back then yeah. around age and stuff. I listened know? to that Guilty Conscience song by Eminem that was popular back then, and it blew my fucking mind. Yeah. It was a whole different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to fucking Love Line, and it's all like, uh, yeah. hi, I'm 13, and my boyfriend's 27. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? And now is like, oh, woo, girl. <laughs> Where can I get his dating manual? <laughs> About that, because um, I was in school. I was going to high school at the time. So, uh, He's like you. Work around yep. all of my extracurricular activities. Well, they have to work around that Yeah, that's stuff. my law. So give me enough hours for it to be worth it to work there. Please describe a typical day as an employee. All right. Basically, you go in and uh, make sure your station, where the area you were working in that day, was set up and ready to go for the next several hours. This fucking guy's electric, man. You are doing so much better at describing this job than him. Yeah. What was your typical day like? Did you just go in there and fucking bust creepy Kevin's balls and then say what up to... uh, What was his name? David. Sing. Sing, too. Did you say what's up to Sing? Give me... You know, maybe eat three breadsticks for Sing, Sing was there. Usually when I got in, he was also a full timer. Did uh, he he was there early and left late, right? Yeah. Was Sing like He did dining room all day. Yeah. He was there from like noon to close or whatever it was. Whenever or two to close. Oh. Afternoon to close, basically, was what Sing did. I wonder. But he what? ran the di- he ran the dining room. Fazoli's the the big ass spaghetti they were huge on spaghetti fundraisers. And you never knew when it would happen. You would just go <laughs> clock in, and then they'd be like, you know, some fucking f- baseball team is raising money for a cancer kid tonight. And all of a sudden, it's <laughs> three hours of fucking running around and, like, people complaining. Sing can't keep up with breadsticks. Like, <laughs> David's David's covered in puke already. He's not looking good. Like, he can't keep up. It's creepy Kevin, though. Creepy Kevin. Could is, tell you ahead of time. He doesn't. He's too busy flirting. He doesn't do anything but flirt. He doesn't do anything. Hey, hey, what'd you do today? What'd you do, pretty lady? What'd you do today? Oh, he had creepy a, he had a, Kevin. He had, like, a lady man type voice creepy kevin he He sucked oh man uh i can't listen to this guy talk anymore but how would you describe the application and interview process i don't you know what i don't remember my well what i don't remember mine but i remember this one kid this horrible kid from our school that one of your types (laughs) was was not gonna graduate but he had already worked at every fast food place. So I show up at like four to clock in after school and Matt, this bad kid shows up. He interviews and they're like, can you come back later today? And he was like, sure. And he, he did. They gave him the polo and they got him to start working because, and I was like, I, I, I remember talking to whoever hired him was like, man, that guy's bad news. Like there's just, he's horrible. They're like, well, he has experience with Taco Bell. He has experience with <laughs> like he's he's familiar with the fast food environment. It's like I don't think you understand. He's failing in all of these. That's why he's ended here at Fazoli's now. He's worked at all of them. He, he's a paper boy. He worked at Dairy Queen. He worked at McDonald's. He worked at Hardee's. There's 15. not even a Hardee's around here. He's fifty. He's sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't me. I. Although I would push back a tiny bit and say that I was excellent as a teen at keeping a job. I worked at McDonald's for only three months. Uh-huh. 
Nobody works there longer. It's like the worst place in the world to work. Chuck E. Cheese for a year seven. Okay. A year and seven months. That's, that is long. That's a very long job for teenage. Yeah. And then Kroger for like, where I worked I at Kroger like, for like seven months. I meant you as in like a DNF student. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just a kid at school that did not care about school at all. Yeah. But, but I like money, work. but wanted money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, money buys weed and, yes. yep. and shit That's like that. You know, my, my, all my money bought weed and smokes and fast food. Like that's all. Yeah. I yep. think and clothes. Yep. Adidas specifically. <laughs> of course. <laughs> CDs. We used to have to buy CDs. CDs back then. were so. I mean, imagine, I think I was making. Six seventy five when I I left uh, Fazoli's and I was also paying seventeen dollars for a CD. I was I was working for three hours <laughs> for twelve songs. Yeah, me too, man. You know, you're you're buying a twelve and and like to it's own like twelve songs. The shitty thing for Brett though that's different for me is that you like all sorts of music. I only listened to like one thing, so like I was waiting for CDs to come out. It wasn't like. It wasn't like I was going to the store and buying CDs every time I got paid. Yeah. It was that, like, when a CD was coming out, I, <laughs> I had to save up. <laughs> so I had money on a Tuesday. You know yeah. what I mean? Because comes out on fucking Tuesday and you get paid on Friday. It's like, I don't think I'm going to have any money on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm, I made $160. I'm going to buy a quarter and smoke it all in one night. And then the next day be like, can anybody get eighth? You go get eighth. <laughs> that was like every Friday and Saturday. That was the whole day. Hey, you guys want to throw in on an eighth for $25? It was 25, 25 at that time. 25 yeah. and eighth, 50 a quarter, 80 a half. Not mm-hmm. bad deals. Yeah. For horrible weed, though. And we used to be able to get 50 a half off the big-time drug dealer. But Yeah. It was kind of touch and go sometimes with him. He had, I remember one time we walked in there, and he, he like, legit, he really did have an Uzi. Cool. And I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. This is, <laughs> I don't think guns need to be brought into this situation. Uh, so that's what it takes to get a job at Fazoli's. Sounds like it. I think. Uh so, would you say, out of all your jobs, where do you rank Fazoli's? Um, I I did really good. I I used to get I do I was pretty good at at uh doing the drive in and coordinating orders and stuff. Uh, I I I I can I don't know I um I liked it. It's like the warehouse thing. I think that. Getting food to people was a lot more enjoyable than taking phone calls. I fucking a hundred percent agree. I yeah, I agree with that totally. We um, came to Chuck E. Cheese, like which is even more yeah of a high level and and more of a pain in the ass than like a regular restaurant. Yeah, still would rather do that than take calls. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm nostalgic for it if I think about it right now, just because I want those breadsticks. Really. <laughs> Um, but it also, it would be very, it would be very easy for me. Like, like to think about right now going and get a job at Fazoli's, I think it would become very easy just to, to do the orders and stand around and wait for orders or to do the thing. It's, 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 uh, I don't know. It, it feels like it would be 
I have so much experience. It's you know. Yeah. Well, it's also like mm. if you could make a living doing yes. that really well, that is like a good way to fucking make a. I feel yeah. like that is a good, respectable way to make a living. If you could make like what you're making now and live the lifestyle that you're living now, like. I don't know, man. And when I had food from a window. Yeah. When I had that, when I had those jobs, man, it was never about the work. It was, it was never the work that bummed me out. It was the money. Yeah. And that was it. And it was just like always struggling with the hour. Oh, you know, I don't want to work too many hours, but I also, you're not giving me any fucking hours. Like it was always a constant either I'm not getting any hours or I need, you're giving me too many hours. It was never like, they always say flexible schedule, but that doesn't like really mean anything in the end because it's like if the hours are there, you got to work. And if they're not there, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't work, you know? Yeah. And then there's also the matter of like once you're in their system and you're climbing the ladder it's like there's not going to be any gigantic jump in your in your income i don't even know they're gonna they, they give you 25 cents of fucking every six months right at those places and you don't even know where there never feels like a path up at a fazoli's at a mcdonald's at a Chuck E. cheese like i don't even know where the like it's like if I go over to my manager's house, if I go over to my manager, my general manager's house, and it's a bummer, like, what am I working for right. at this point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they're living in a real bummer-ass situation, if if my manager, the guy that's bossing me around, that's an adult that makes his whole life out of Chuck E. Cheese, then shit, dude, what even chance do I have? Yeah, and when, like, we even, we know somebody that was that that was a, a GM for a restaurant chain and they upended their whole life because the company needed them to move to another state that they've never lived in or been around. And uh, what, like what kind of life do you have? You're just living in service of the company. So many of the GMs and managers of at my corporate places were like, Oh yeah, I, I did a little bit of time in Tulsa. I was in Poughkeepsie. I've been, you know, like wherever they need me, I'm just desperate for jobs and money. And I just, <laughs> wherever they tell me to go, I'll do it. This you is, know? Yeah. Going to the worst places. I'll give it, I give like- it my whole life. I basically am at the whim of this, this corporation is, is what I've done. Right. And you're not, again, you're not going to like Chicago, New York city, fucking Santa Fe, or you're like going to like Poughkeepsie, New, like places yeah, going, you, that nobody else wants to go to pretty much. Like Evansville, Indiana. You're yeah. going to go run a fucking Longhorn Steakhouse in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. And, and they pick those places because the other places, there's plenty of people working. They, there's people they have to send to work at those places. It's just, I mean, food, fast food and food service could honestly be a great job, would be, I don't know, like it would be a really rewarding way for me to have made my living because I, always enjoyed working at restaurants. I always enjoyed being around the other workers. I liked the characters. I liked the guys like Sing. I liked the barfy kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, I liked all the weirdos I fucking work with. You know, I worked with, you know, and I loved being around that cast of characters. And I loved like, I loved just doing something. And then at the end of the night, it's like, I know what I did and I'm done. And I just clean it up and go home. 
Yeah. I just, there was so much about all that stuff that was so appealing to me. And when I had to leave doing it, it really fucking bummed me out. Yeah. And there's something about like even my just intrinsic edge lordiness of the time was just that I can deal with custom and anybody can say whatever they want at my face. And it's like, it's not going to phase me. Like, I'm just going to take your order or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. It or phased like, me. I was horrible, man. I got my feelings hurts every time. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I just feel that there is like to make, to make those, we, they, they worry all about like, like the, the thing we were talking about with the renting, the customer service, they spend all this time and money figuring out how not to pay people to do a good job. And if, if people were just paid to do a good job, it would benefit every single one of us. You're right. To be able to call somebody on the phone that was actually an expert at custo- the customer service thing and, and knew that they had a position and weren't like living on the razor's edge. Right? Yeah. It's absolutely. Same- yeah. Whatever. That's it's- it. That's the show. That's Street Fire Radio. Thanks for listening. Um, please consider buying a, sh- a shirt we've got a cool skull t-shirt we're taking pro- pre-orders all month long um i wanted to say thank you we're doing the the donate option this time as well so if you want to pay for half of a t-shirt uh or if you you don't have 25 dollars for a t-shirt you only got 1250 uh we are taking we are offering uh discount shirts for 1250 and we had james m carol b and michael k thank you so much for donating and paying for half of a shirt for another street fighter uh that money is going to benefit the food not bombs and dan our artist and then us as well it's a really awesome shirt um it's going to be a huge order. I can't wait to see them once they're here. Um, it's very neat. If you saw the cover of the metal zine, that's basically what it is. Also consider, uh, supporting us on Patreon. Uh, $1 a month. Uh, we just released some, some audio of the videos that we do. $3 a month. You can get a zine. $5 a month. Brian and I just started, just finished up the food that made America. It's about Hershey, bird's eye, Kentucky Fried Chicken, all of that. We watched those, uh, the third episode tonight. So that's coming to the $5 video level. $8 a month gets you video, audio, and your zines. And then $12 a month, we'll mail you one in the mail. So please consider subscribing to Street Fight Radio. Um, we are having a writer's meeting for Means tomorrow. And we will be nailing down the show and starting to put together the scripts for what we shoot. Hopefully that's happening in the next month or so. But I think we're on the way to getting this thing done. Uh, Thank you to everybody that supports and subscribes and loves what we do. Uh, You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for live streams. We are Street Fight. Head to streetfightradio.com if you want clarification or links or information on any of that. Peace. Peace.